Hey everyone, uh, welcome back. Alright guys, so we're going ahead with our pro new projects here. Um, so, uh, the last podcast I went over that we, we got the um, solar water pumping situation squared away and working perfectly fine. So we're done with that. Awesome. That video is actually uploading, so stay tuned for that one. Um, actually, um, we just got done getting um, our bulldozer running. Um, so it's up and running. Um, I oiled the tracks. Um, we had to put diesel in it. Tomorrow we're going to put another 55-gallon drum of diesel in it. Um, we're going to check all our fluids. Um, I got to push some dirt today um, to kind of just um, get the oil um, rolling on the tracks again because uh, the machine was sitting for about two years. Yeah, about two years. Uh, so now it's up and running, so we're pretty happy about that. Uh, so tomorrow morning, um, early in the morning, we're going to go and fill it all the way up with another 55-gallon drum of diesel, top everything off, make sure everything is good. And then I'm going to start taking my long journey to the back of the property. So um, for those of you that are new to the, to the um, channel um, on the um, podcast or the um, YouTube channel, um, we own a little over 300 acres. Um, we, we own land other places as well. Um, but on um, the, ma the, the major part of the property that we own is all together, which is um, 3,000, I mean, sorry, 300 something acres. I think it's like three, I think it's 385 acres to be exact, somewhere around there. Um, so that's, that's actually where I have my ranch house, right? My off-grid home um, that you guys see in the um, YouTube videos. Um, so um, I'm going to start building a road, and it's going to be a long road, guys. Uh, so I'm just hoping that the bulldozer holds up because it's got a lot of work to do, like a lot. Um, man, I, I, the, the road is extremely long, guys, like really long, well over, well over a mile easily. We're talking, if I had to estimate the total amount of road that I have to essentially build out um, with the bulldozer, let's see, I'm actually looking out through my front window here to see where I'm starting and where I have to go. Let's see. Yeah, we're probably looking at maybe two miles. Not quite two miles, but almost two miles of road that I have to build out. Um, the first section of road is actually down by, I, by our cattle corral. Um, we have a lot of bull holes. Um, so that's actually where I have to go through. The cattle um, corral is... Um, not halfway through the property. It's actually maybe a quarter um, of the property where it's located on the front side. And that's actually where we have our gates to go through towards the back of the property. Um, so I need to get the bulldozer down to the corral first. And right as soon as you enter to, through the corral, there is tons of bull holes. For those of you that don't know what a bull hole is, it's bulls. Cattle, we have uh, you know steers, bulls, um, heifers. Um, female, male, right, for a lot of you guys. Um, so the bulls are very territorial. They're bulls, right? They're big, they're massive, they have a lot of weight to them. They're very, they can be very agitated, that type of deal. Um, so what they do is they will dig these massive holes. And when I mean massive, they're huge. You could fit a car into these holes that they dig out. And while they're digging it out, they're, they're kicking up all the dirt really high up in the air into the wind. And it's basically kind of like territorial thing, like they're marking their territory with the other bulls. So that, so we have more than one bull. We have multiple bulls on our property. But not only that, our next door neighbor, um, they have cattle and they have bulls. So it's always this territorial thing going on with the bulls. 
So it's a nonstop ordeal where they're always digging these holes, and that's why we call them bull holes. The problem with the bull holes is, is that you got to be careful because some of them are extremely deep and big, and uh, your whole truck or your whole front end of your car will just drop down into them, and then you're stuck. The other scary part is um, when the grass starts getting taller. When the grass gets taller, it actually starts to cover over the holes, and you don't actually know where they're at until it's too late, until you fall into them. Um, so it's a very um, bad situation to have these bull holes all over the place. There are ton there's tons of them. There's, if I had to just guess the amount of bull holes that are over there by the corral where they go down to drink water, oh man, uh, probably 20, 30, 40. <laughs> like there's, they're just all over. Some are not so big, some are huge, some are not so deep, some are really deep. Um, they just tear everything up. And then along the path from the cattle corral, after I fix all the bull holes and flatten all that out, because the same route that I'm going with the bulldozer is the same route that we're going to have trucks, trailers, quads, Polaris's, ATVs, you know, all that stuff um, going back and forth. Um, so it's very essential that I make the road pretty decent. Now, we're not going to be putting any gravel on it or anything like that. We're, right now, it's barely drivable with a truck, even with four-wheel drive because of how bad the bull holes are. Um, and not only that, the um, when cattle walk in a line, um, we call them cattle trails. And they'll walk in the exact same lines over and over and over and over and over. And so what happens is they walk in the same lines over and over and over and over. And it creates a very deep channel from where they're walking. And there's multiple channels because they'll come down to, to drink water twice a day minimum, sometimes three times a day. And they'll all walk in a line. So sometimes they take the same line, sometimes they make a new line. But every time they make a new line, that means that's another rut um, that is a, like essentially you know a couple feet deep and so when you drive over it your tires just fall right into them you know and then you're just kind of busting up your car and your truck trying to just get around you know um so i'm going to deal with the bull holes in the morning flatten all that out uh and then i'm actually going to start bulldozing their cattle trail their the, the trail that they keep using because that's actually the trail that we're going to start to use probably about three quarters of the way um we're going to use that trail um, so I'm going to bulldoze all that nice and flat, backblade it, track it all in. It's all going to be dirt. It's all going to be very dusty. Um, but, hey, it has to be done. Uh, and then from there, I just slowly work my way, building a road all the way to the back of the property, which is, like I said, probably a, well over a mile long. <clears throat> so there's a lot of work just to get to the fence line. And then once I can finally get to the fence line, then I can start um, bulldozing along the fence line. Because right now... Um, there is no way to work the fence line with the way it is because trucks and trailers and stuff like that cannot get there. So it's very essential that after I build the, the main long road to get to the back of the property, I then have to bulldoze along the, the actual fence line. And it's going to be two bulldozer blades wide. That's how much of a space that we'll need along the, the fence line in order to do what we need to do. Um, so I do have my work cut out for me. I'm going to pretty much be on the machine nonstop for, I don't know, days, days and days and days because it's, it's not easy going, you know, some spots are going to take a lot longer. Some's not going to take so long. And then obviously in the spots where I don't need to bulldoze and it's nice and flat and it's decent, it's just grass. Then we're going to leave it alone. There's no sense of tearing up the grass and all that just to tear it up. Right? So we just want to work the machine enough to, you know, have a road to be able to get access to the back of the property and actually start work.
Um, so, yeah, the last couple of weeks or so, um, things have been leading up to what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, we've been getting tons of fencing supplies, so I've been going around the island getting different types of fencing supplies. Um, we're essentially going to be putting in um, coated um, uh, hog wire, galvanized hog wire on the fencing. Um, galvanized T-posts, um, galvanized posts for the corners, and then wood posts for in between. So I've been running around the island picking up supplies from different places because it's kind of hit and miss of who has what and when. And some places don't know when they're going to have any more in. Um, so I've been kind of running around loading up my trailer nonstop. So like this morning, I went and loaded up, I think it was um, 8 or 10 um, rolls of hog wire um, plus bob wire and, you know, fencing nails and just tons of stuff. The day before, I loaded up um, uh, wood poles, a whole trailer full of that. Uh, and then last, a couple days after, before that, I ended up loading up a bunch of... Um, galvanized round um, three inch poles for the corners that we're going to be using um, we're going to be notching them out and fitting them all together and welding them all up um, so yeah uh, the other thing is too i had to do some welding on the bulldozer um, because the bulldozer sits really high and we have 55 gallon drums um, and we don't actually i used to have a a diesel pump to pump the diesel um, but i don't know where it's at and i can't find it nowhere so unfortunately, we can't just pump directly from the barrel in the back of the truck up into the bulldozer because the bulldozer does sit higher. So what we had to do was I ended up welding a 4x4 um, metal steel 3 8 inch thick, which is pretty thick and pretty heavy, um, steel pole to the corner of the back of the bulldozer where the fuel tank is at. That way we can hook a come along onto the very, very top. And we can actually hook onto the barrels and come along the barrels up that high. That way we can actually fill the machine up um, with diesel. Because at this point, by the time I was to order a diesel pump um, online to bring it in, you know, we're talking at least a week or more. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit longer because of how everything is going on right now with the world. Things are delayed. Some things are not getting shipped out right away. And if they are, it's just, it's a mess. So... We're going to do it the old school way, right? We're going, to do with what, we're going to do the job with what we have. And you know what? At the end of the day, we'll get it done. Is there going to be more work involved? Sure. Compared to just putting a pump in a barrel and pumping the fuel in, that's the easiest way, right? But hey, we live in uh, uncertain times now, and so we have to do what we have to do. So I welded that big piece of 4x4 um, four four post, metal post, onto the... the um, the bulldozer that way we can actually clip on the um what do you call it the um come along and actually um hook onto barrels and come along the barrel up high enough so that way we can gravity feed into the fuel tank for the bulldozer um so tomorrow morning we're gonna have to do that get it filled up um and then that way i can operate the the bulldozer you know and just keep going keep going and i'll just keep checking the fuel and every time we need to refill We'll bring another 55-gallon drum and refill it again and keep refilling and just keep going. So, And the other thing that helped out a lot today was putting the... So what we did was we used old motor oil. We had um, gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons of it. Uh, so we used that for the metal tracks. Because the machine has been sitting so long um, and not moving, you know, everything's kind of been rusted a little bit. 
So, and that's okay. A lot of these big machines are okay being rusted. In fact, they work better when they're rusted <laughs> half the time. Um, but with the tracks, you want to lube the tr tracks a little bit to free them up, get them maneuvering and working like they're supposed to. Uh, so we went ahead and used um, old motor oil and we poured it all over all the linkages um, of the tracks. That way they can start maneuvering and working easier. So that way it's going to be gliding and not trying to strain and... You know, we don't want to be busting tracks or anything like that. Um, we also tightened up one of the tracks. The left side um, track was a little loose. Uh, so we went ahead and tightened that one up today. So technically, all we got to do is put some more fuel in it, double check our fluids, turn her on, and basically just, hit, you know, bulldoze all day long. <laughs> so I am going to um, put the GoPro on from time to time to catch footage. Maybe some time lapses of some sections that I'm going to have to do. Um, but basically, because it's super windy out here, it's it's because of the wind factor we have here, the wind, the, 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 the temperature is pretty cold being outside. And so if any of you guys have ever worked in extremely high winds nonstop, it is absolutely draining. It dehydrates you, it wind burns you, and it's cold, right? Um, so I'm going to be suited up in my... Um, my hoodie actually i'm going to tighten up my hoodie around my face i'm going to put um goggles on a face mask on um that way i can prevent all the dust from going into my face as much as possible because it is an open cab bulldozer an older bulldozer so it's not enclosed um and we have really powdery dusty dirt out here um so it's going to go everywhere so once i start bulldozing and the wind is blowing it's just gonna i'm probably gonna look like a monkey when i'm done because I'll probably, you know, I'll be, I'll be really dirty. <laughs> so I'll be eating dirt pretty much all day. Um, but yeah, we're going to bring coolers out. Um, actually, my father and we have a couple of um, some workers that are working for us. Um, they're going to be working on removing the old fence line. So I need to try to get a road up there as soon as possible for them so they can actually start doing that. But they're going to be tidying up some loose ends on their end. Um, that way they give me time to work on building out the road. So I'm just crossing my fingers that the bulldozer holds on and we don't have any more major issues with it. Um, there's been a, like, um, we've had to do a lot of work on it, um, to get it go to, to the point where it's at, where we can actually use it now. And let me tell you guys something. So a while back in some of my other podcasts, um, I purchased a welder generator, a Bobcat Miller um, welder generator. It is the biggest ones they sell locally here. It's it's big. In fact, in order to move it, you have to use a skidster or a an excavator to lift it up because it's about 600 pounds. It's extremely heavy and big, but it is extremely powerful. So, like when I was welding stuff on the bulldozer, bulldozers they use really thick, heavy duty steel, really thick, like extremely thick. And in order to weld really thick steel like that, you have to have a welder that is capable of penetrating that metal, that thickness of that type of metal. And so like a small little welder would never do it. It would never, it would never work. You might think it's going to hold, but it's not going to hold because the weld has never penetrated the thick metal. Well, with my welder, because it's such a heavy-duty welder, I mean, I can pretty much weld anything, no matter the thickness. Like literally, no matter the thickness. If the plate is even an inch thick or whatever, it does not matter. I can turn up the amperage, turn everything up, and I can just melt metal. 
So today I was um, welding everything together and yeah, I just cranked up my amperage, no problem. And, and even with me cranking it up, I'm still only not even running halfway of what the machine can put out, like barely halfway. So I'm extremely happy I purchased that um, Bobcat Miller um, uh, welder generator. Um, when was that? About two years ago now. And I've been using it a ton, guys. Like, you'd be surprised. Oh, my God. For, like, the last week, every single day, all I've been doing is welding. Welding plates for us to roll up the old wire. Welding this. Welding that. Welding this. Welding that. So, I'm glad that I do have these types of tools available to me that I own. Really makes the job easy and makes things um, secure and solid, you know. So, yeah. So, hopefully, I don't have to weld anything else for a little while. Um, I'm using um, 6011 rods. Which is the which is referred to as the farm rod, the farm rod, the sixty eleven rod is an extremely good rod welding rod stick welding, and um, the sixty eleven rod can basically weld through anything. You can weld through rust. You can weld with mud. You can you can weld through anything. Okay, the the adverse effect of a sixty eleven welding rod. It's not going to give you the most beautiful weld, okay? That's not the job of that weld. You can make nice welds if you want to take your time making a really nice weld, sure. Um, and, I, and I do that all the time. But, you know, when you're just trying to get things together, you want a nice, strong, big weld that's going to hold. And a 6011 rod, it will do that. It has um, um, deep penetration um, with the 6011 rod. And I'm actually using a 3 um thickness of a rod. Normally on lighter steel, I'll use an um, eighth inch rod, but I'm using um, three sixteenths welding rods. So they're really big and thick welding rods. So, uh, sorry about that, guys. I actually had a phone call from my father. We're dealing with workers. Some workers are doing okay. Some workers are not doing okay. Um, so we're actually looking to hire two more boys. Um, one guy has actually worked for me for about... Um, two years, um, up into about a, oh no, a little over two years, maybe two and a half years, somewhere around there. Um, he's a younger boy. Um, he had some bad habits when he first started working for me, but you know, I cleared that out real quick. So he's a really good worker now. Um, but within this last, say six months, I haven't worked him, um, just because I've been doing other projects and I don't really need the workers. And I kind of changed what I was doing for a living. And so now I'm, you know, at the point where I'm retired. Um, so all this kind of stuff is just, you know, it, it's, I'm not getting paid to do any of this stuff. This is just stuff for the ranch, you know, for the farm, for my, for the property, you know, that kind of stuff. You don't expect to get paid to do this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's not like I need the money to do it. You know, we, we're, I'm just doing this cause I want to help um, my family out. I want to help my situation out. Cause at the end of the day, you know, um, this ranch is, is, is all of ours, you know? So the better that we can all work together, it's just better all the way around. So uh, anyway, guys, um, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to start filming some of that stuff tomorrow and as the days go on. And I'll try to put some, some video together for YouTube. And I'll give you guys updates on the podcast here as time goes on. But definitely stay tuned and I'll see you guys in the next one.